0: hello beautiful souls welcome back every single time i do an individual episode with just me i love to give a good song recommendation and book recommendation and since we are talking about elizabeth gilbert's eat pray love i could not help but give the book recommendation not eat pray love but big magic If you have not read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, stop what you're doing and go find it. Go purchase it if you can, if you can even just listen to the audiobook. It is so beautiful, especially if you're looking to get in that creative mindset. It is a book that I refer back to often, that I think about often, and honestly, even if you don't think you're a creative person or need a little spark of imagination or just enthusiasm and passion in your life. This book is for everyone. Okay. So I had to, I just had to, since we're talking about eat, pray, love inside this episode, that is your book recommendation for today's episode. And the song recommendation is a little bit out of the norm from what I normally listen to, but it feels so good. And so I found this song, it's called In Your Eyes by Nora N pure and I found it on like a chill mix and I was breathing and stretching and this song came on and I was like I just got lost I don't know where I went but I wasn't here (laughs) and I just was able to reflect and let go and breathe and so maybe this song will do that for you maybe not but it's worth a shot so in your eyes is the title and it's by Nora N-O-R-A space E-N space pure, P-U-R-E. So those are the song and book recommendations for you. Let's dive deeper into our episode today, all about eat, pray, love. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Tal's Tips Empowerment Podcast. I am your host, Tal, or Talia Mirbash, and i'm so excited for this episode this episode is coming to you right after we just finished our june 2022 book club book eat pray love by the incredible writer author speaker journalist elizabeth gilbert and inside this episode it's going to be short and sweet because i want you to really feel into these quotes maybe write them down somewhere just saying Um, They are so good. And I want to share three amazing noteworthy quotes with you from Eat, Pray, Loved, because we started reading this book for the summer, for June. And inside our book club meeting, we have once a month a meeting about each book that we read. And this book was so beautiful. And We talked for a solid two hours on our book club meeting because we just couldn't get off. We just couldn't stop talking. And this book is so relatable and so beautiful. And honestly, I could give way more than three quotes, but for the sake of time and attention spans, I'm gonna give you three really monumental ones. So the first one is about our culture. So if you're in America which I think 90% of my listeners are, I want to talk to you about our culture. And inside the book, Elizabeth Gilbert goes to three countries. She goes to Italy, India, and Indonesia. And Italy's the first one. And she really nails it down on how pleasure-seeking of an environment it is in Italy. And so I'm going to start us off with talking about that. And this quote is pretty much around that same concept of Americans just being the complete opposite of pleasure-seeking. And Italians in Italy are the most pleasure-seeking humans. They, they value it so much. And so this first quote, if you're reading my book, is the 10th anniversary edition of Eat, Pray, Love, Um, It came out in 2016, and the book was originally written in 2006, so the 10-year anniversary edition is the one I have, and on page 67 of my book, or section 21, if you're following along at all, it is about how Americans simply don't know how to relax, we don't know how to do nothing. And this is just so relatable. So I'm going to read a little bit for you. She says, Americans have an inability to relax into sheer pleasure. Our culture is entertainment seeking. It's an entertainment seeking nation, but not necessarily a pleasure seeking one. Americans spend billions to keep themselves amused with everything from porn to theme parks to wars but that's not exactly the same thing as quiet enjoyment americans work harder and longer and more stressful hours than anyone in the world today and we seem to like it alarming statistic to statistics Back this observation up, showing that many Americans feel more happy and fulfilled in their offices than they do in their own homes. Of course, we all have an ability to work too hard, then we get burned out and have to spend the whole weekend in our pajamas, eating cereal straight out of the box and staring at the TV in a mild coma, which is the opposite of working, yes, but not exactly the same thing as pleasure, right? (laughs) Americans don't really know how to do nothing. This is the cause of that great, sad American stereotype. The overstressed executive who goes on vacation, but who cannot relax. So I want to take a poll and let me know on social media. Send me a message or a DM once you listen to this episode. Do you feel that you are not able to relax? Do you feel like you are not able to do nothing? Do you know how to feel into the beauty or the art of doing nothing? Let me know because I'm not sure before I started life coaching and before I kind of started my self-growth journey, I'm not sure that I could ever say I was pleasure-seeking or feeling into the nothingness or even allowing myself to be bored. Let me know. And you don't have to be rich you don't even have to have a, an enjoyable place to go to experience the nothingness, to experience the delight that you get from doing nothing. And you don't have to retire. And you certainly do not have to die in order to earn that pleasure, in order to earn some rest, Right? inside our book club meeting, we talked all about this, our inability to relax and thinking that relaxation and rest has to be earned. And I just wanted to read that quote, that section. It's 67 through 68 in my book. And it's just so interesting. And then she talks about, do we really, do we really feel worthy or deserving of our pleasure? Right? We have insecurity about whether we have earned our pleasure or earned our happiness. And this is something I talk about with clients often. If you've ever taken a course with me or done any of my programs, I talk about play. I talk about practicing. I talk about finding the joy and literally creating, designing something in your life. Because when you follow those little tiny breadcrumbs of creation... They lead to that pleasure life, that passionate life, that purposeful life. And I'm telling y'all right now, this first section of Eat, Pray, Love really just had us going for like an hour straight. So wanted to share that quote with you. The next quote that I wanted to share with you all is about Prayer. And so we talked in book club, and this was pretty monumental for all of us to talk about. We talked about how in the book, she doesn't know how to talk to God. She doesn't know how to pray, which is super relatable. And she literally starts writing out in her notebook, like, I need you. And then she lets her pen go. And her pen starts writing from God or her higher self. And her pen starts kind of going and and she kind of gets her prayers answered throughout a conversation that she has with pen to paper. And it is so beautiful the way that she is able to connect with God. And she's like, I don't even know if I believe in you. And then her pen starts writing, well, then who are you talking to? And, you know, it sounds a little crazy at first, but it is such a beautiful method to try. And I personally have tried it and loved it to where I just can't get enough of it. I'm like, I want to write to God. It's almost like having a little like robot chat with God, but like God is in you. And you get to connect with God and write out what God would say to you and what you hear within when you're needing God and when you're needing a divine special hand from the universe. You can simply write out like like she does in the book. She does it multiple times. And God always responds so lovingly and kind and genuine and just with such bliss and peace and ease and grace And it's just, it's so comforting the way she does it in the book. So I definitely wanted to share that with you. Because that is a way that you can practice. You can practice your prayer. You can practice your gratitude. Just simply by writing down your questions that you have for the universe. On page 35, she shares something so powerful and it says, where did you get the idea you aren't allowed to petition the universe with prayer? You are a part of this universe, Liz. You are a conduit. You have every entitlement to participate in the actions of the universe and to let your feelings be known so put your opinion out there. Make your case. Believe me, it will at least be taken into consideration. And it's so true, my friends. Try it out. And I totally messed that word up. It's constituent. What did I say? Conduit? What did I even say? <laughs> it's a constituent. I can read, I promise. if it's not that that's embarrassing okay and then the third and final quote that I wanted to read to you all there's multiple but it's kind of all in one paragraph it is if something is rubbing so hard against you you can be sure it's working on you It burns away the ego, turns you into pure ash. It's supposed to be arduous. It has power beyond what can be rationally understood. Be a scientist of your own spiritual experience. You're not here as a tourist or a journalist. You're here as a seeker, so explore it. And this whole part just spoke to me because I always teach my clients and myself, constantly reminding myself that if something is rubbing against us, if something is triggering us so hard and it feels so rough and we don't want to handle it and it's just it's triggering, right? Then that means there's work to be done with it. That means there is wisdom to unlock underneath it. There is something to uncover from it. And I just absolutely love this. So I'm going to say it one more time. If something is rubbing so hard against you, you can be sure it's working on you. I love that so much, y'all. And Honestly, this book was such a joy to read. I'm like kind of sad it's over. <laughs> but now for July, we are reading an amazing book by Brianna Wiest. It is 101 essays that will change the way you think. And if you want to join us, you have all month long of July to join us. So we meet July 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to join, just go to the book club link below and join us. We will meet there to talk all about the essays. You'll also get intro into the Facebook group where we're going to share all different quotes and all of our favorite things along the way throughout July. So I hope you enjoyed this quick little episode about Eat, Pray, Love. I just had to share with you these three noteworthy sections because there's so many more and I could stay on here for the two hours that we already stayed on here from book club, but I will save you that time. And if you haven't read Eat, Pray, Love, it's so amazing. And I just, I wish you do. I wish you well with that because it's a journey in and of itself. And it's just going to make you look inward and feel things you may have not felt before. So I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.